Located at the top of Wisconsin, Bayfield County is considered by many of the locals to be the wild side of the dairy state. This is a place of majestic beauty with national treasures that include the Apostle Islands, the natural wonders of its sea caves, and rugged sandstone cliffs that frame the clear waters of Lake Superior. This is Bayfield County Wild. Welcome to Bayfield County Wild. I'm Nancy Christopher, along with Mary Motif, Director of Bayfield County Tourism. Mary, I can't believe it's February already. I know, time flies when you're having fun. This is the time of year when a lot of people give up on their New Year's resolutions, especially those where you have to diet and exercise. You just give up, right? No, I'm still trying. You are? Oh, well, good for you. But if there are people who are coming up to Bayfield County, there's lots of ways to burn calories, get fit, and have fun. That's right, everyone. Don't give up. Let's get out and get active. Um, <laughs> February has a lot of fun things going on. One kind of different thing that's becoming more and more popular is fat biking in the winter. And we actually have some trails that are groomed specifically for fat biking in Bayfield County. But in addition to that, we have a group called the North Coast Cycling Association that is committed to getting out and having fun on their fat bikes, whether or not they're on a groomed trail. And what they do is they just pick a different place every Saturday at 11 o'clock and they announce it on Facebook a little bit beforehand so you can plan for it. But they let you know where the meeting place is going to be that week. And then they take you out uh, for a fun ride on your fat bike. And you can, even if you don't have a fat bike, they have some that are available and they just let you uh, borrow one. I think if you're a first time rider or for a donation, if you need to do that on a regular basis, they'll take you out on a fun ride and end up somewhere uh, to warm up at the end. And they just pick a different place every time. Sometimes it's out on the ice. Sometimes it's inland on the forest roads or on one of these trail systems. You guys have a trail for everything in Bayfield County. You know, we really do. It's it's unbelievable. And that's kind of why these uh, podcasts are so fun, because we get to really focus on a few specifics and really go into some detail. And there is, there's so much there. So winter fat bike rides, I've also heard them referred to as fat bike safaris, because uh, they're going out on an adventure. Um, that's one way to get out there and kind of experience the area with some people who know the area. And, and it's a really fun way to get out there on your fat bike. And then beyond that, they actually are also doing a couple of different fat bike events. They do a fat bike across the bay the day after the book across the bay which is the big cross-country ski or snowshoe event where you go from ashland over to washburn on skis or snowshoes um, and that one is by candlelight and then the day after they do oh, the bike boy, across would that be pretty it is it's, so pretty. It's, it's unbelievable it's really a cool thing and then they do fireworks at the end and there's a big party in washburn bands and beer and chili and all sorts of good stuff i bet there's a bonfire too you bet <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the bike across the bay is the day after that. They added that event a year or two ago now, and, and that's continuing to be a growing and popular event the day after the book across the bay. Then there's another fat bike event um, that's done on the Berkey Trails, which is at the end of the ski season in March. Is that going to be as long as the Berkey Trail itself? I don't think it's the whole length of the Berkey, but if you go to berkey.com, they've got all the details about all their events right there. And then there's also lots of other fun events going on in February and, and early March. So I'm going to run through a few of the highlights. Okay. Get your pencils Shoot. ready. So we start out the month with the Apostle Island Sled Dog Race and the Mount Ashwa Bay Summit Ski Race. That's the weekend of February 3rd. There's an ice fishing contest and the North End Classic Ski Race the weekend of February 11th. Of course, there's lots of fun Valentine dinner and lodging specials mid-February. And then the book across the bay, the bike across the bay, and then the drum and bar stool races are all the weekend. <laughs> 
of February 17th. Uh, well, I have to ask, what is that? <laughs> so folks take bar stools and um, turn them into some sort of a ski device that will go down the hill behind the restaurant where they have this event. And so you'll see bar stools outfitted as race cars or as animals. Or um, <laughs> it's, it's a very fun event. It's actually a fundraiser for the local snowmobile club there, the Drum and Snowjack. The weekend after that is the Berkey and another ice fishing contest. And then Bayfield Winterfest with the world's longest weenie roast the same weekend. That's the first <laughs> weekend of March. And then Fat Bike Berkey after that. So, so much fun still to be had up here in Bayfield County this winter. Yeah, and pardon my pun, hot dog. <laughs> you know, skiing is also big in Bayfield County, so when we come back, we're going to talk to Ron Burgeon. He's the publisher and editor of Cross Country Skier Magazine and an outdoor sports enthusiast who's very involved in the development of ski and bike trails in the Cable, Hayward, and Bayfield areas. Voted the number one snowmobile resort in the nation six times by Snowgoer Magazine, Lakewoods Resort in Cable, Wisconsin is next to more than 600 miles of super-groomed trails in Bayfield County. You can ride for a week and never cross your tracks. Lakewoods Resort offers a full-service snowmobile shop with light repairs, gas and oil, and Polaris snowmobile rentals. You can also enjoy cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, ice skating, or ice fishing right outside your door on Lake Namakagan. Lakewoods Resort has a variety of accommodations from beautiful lodge rooms to condos, villas, and lake homes. Check them all out online at lakewoodsresort.com and let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Legendary Waters Resort and Casino brings fun and excitement to Bayfield County's nightlife. On the shores of Lake Superior in Redcliffe, the hotel offers 47 deluxe rooms and premier suites, each with a Lake Superior and Apostle Islands view. The casino has 24-7 entertainment, featuring all of your favorite slot machines and table games. The Entertainment Center hosts events all year long. With a restaurant on site, it's the perfect place to host an event. An RV campground and marina are also on the property. Visit legendarywaters.com for more details, including special promotions. Welcome back to Bayfield County Wild. Joining Mary and me in the studio is Ron Burgeon, an avid outdoor sports enthusiast who wears a lot of hats in Bayfield County. Ron, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I do wear a lot of hats. Um, it's, it's kind of fun and it's sort of been the lifestyle for me almost 25 years. I'm very much into the whole outdoor scene, most commonly known as uh, silent sports. So I'm a perfect place for that here in uh, southern Bayfield County. Primarily uh, mountain biking and uh, in the winter, cross-country skiing is my big passion. But I also uh, get out on the water, canoeing, fishing, do some trail running, a little deer hunting in the fall. And very active with uh, several local organizations and clubs and events as well. So it keeps me going. I enjoy it very much. Yeah, I mean, you must be just physically the fittest guy in Bayfield County. Oh, I wouldn't say that, but uh, it, it, does, <laughs> it's be um, close. it does help. It certainly does keep you motivated to uh, get in shape and stay in shape. Right now, we're about a month away from the American Berkebiner, so I'm planning to do my 21st, and that's a big motivator as well, not just for me, but everybody in our club and all the local skiers trying to get ready for the big day. 21 Berkebiners. That's yep. a lot. Can anybody participate in that, or do you have to be pretty advanced? Oh, no. There's a full spectrum of uh, people involved. Uh, this year, I think, are expecting upwards of 10,000 people. And there are people that come in fairly uh, underprepared or unprepared. It's a tough trail, a long distance, so it's best to put in some time and be ready for it. Yeah, I would imagine you have to kind of get in shape for it. That's for sure. How many miles? Well, it's uh, 50 kilometers. That's a little over 30 miles. That's the skate distance. And then there's the classic ski distance, I think, is 54, so about 32 miles. There's also a half distance of about 26 or 7 kilometers. Of 
cord- known as the cordelope. Yeah, so, I mean, even at 21 miles, you don't want to just dust off the skis from the closet and just hop on down for the marathon. Definitely not, and that's why it's real convenient where I am here in the in the Cable area, and we have just a fabulous uh, system of trails just a couple of miles south of Cable, so it's where I spend a lot of time. Well, of course, skiing is very big in this region because of your Scandinavian roots, and you've skied in the 21 American Birkebeiner Marathons. Describe for us what it's like to do that. It's definitely challenging, but it, it's a very satisfying thing. I can remember my first effort, you know, many, many years ago, and it was a, it's a fairly emotional experience. At first, you're not sure, can I make the distance? And then you get to a point, it's like, oh, I think I'm going to make it. And then you get on the last hill where you can see Lake Hayward in the distance, and you, you know you have it made. You know, everyone uh, has a little different approach, a little different experience. I've heard it described as sort of the, the final exam for cross-country skiers. It's you study and prepare all year long, and this is your big test day. So do you carb up beforehand or have a big meal? Do you handle it like a regular marathon? Pretty much, yeah. It's carbo-loading, you know, just a good spaghetti dinner or pasta dinner the night before, and that's part of the ritual, part of the tradition. Well, I want to wish you a lot of luck for this year, your 21st year. You had mentioned a little bit earlier that you also helped develop the North End Ski Club and the North End Ski and Snowshoe Trail System. My understanding is that the club has really been a grassroots community initiative up there. Can you give us a history of the club and its accomplishments? The club came into being at a time when there really wasn't a good access point for the American Birkebeiner Trail near Cable. And that was our our prime motivator to um, find a way to get onto the trail without having to drive several miles um, out into the woods on sometimes unplowed roads to an unmarked starting point. There were other places near Cable at Telemark Resort, but that was in the days, one of the periods of turbulence with Telemark and really was literally physically impossible to get on the trails from Telemark at the time. And it worked out well that our club saw this need. We had a small core of people that came together and decided, well, we need this trailhead. We found a couple of possible starting points. And the one we ended up with is on Bayfield County Forest. And in that first year, really all we did was establish a trail to get from the road in a parking lot into the Berkebeiner Trail about maybe six or seven tenths of a kilometer away. That was the, the launching point. We've gone on to many, many other things since, including developing a very nice trailhead with a beautiful uh, warming cabin. It's uh, warm and cozy and just a very popular place for people to uh, start skiing, come in and change your clothes, put your boots on and change after your ski. And then um, you can head right onto the trails, both the ski and snowshoe trails right from the cabin. It really is a nice place and has become extremely popular. We'll have 40 and 50 cars parked there most of the, you know, the major weekends throughout the ski season. And I understand back in the day, the U.S. cross-country ski team, including silver medalist Bill Cox, they trained on the Northwest Wisconsin Trails. Does that still happen at all? That was uh, part of the the lore and history at Telemark Resort. Bill Koch, and I think it was 1996, and the team were invited to Telemark by Telemark and American Berkebeiner founder Tony Wise, and they did train there. There haven't been formal training programs like that now for many years, but over the years there have been a number of major events, Junior Nationals, Super Tour, IPC Paralympic Games. There's been quite a bit going on. We 
where we are is just a hub for this kind of activity. So we have the North End Ski Trails. We have the American Berkebiner Start Area, which is a really nice uh, race venue. And then, of course, other trails very close by in the National Forest and further to the south. There's just a ton of great places to go ski. Most are publicly owned and either maintained or groomed by, say, the National Forest Service or clubs like the North End Ski Club. We have a really active group of people, a super well-organized program. We have a board that is very involved and engaged and over about a dozen volunteer groomers that help take care of our trails. So we have some of the most well-maintained and and well-groomed trails in the area. Because we have that many people, we can pay a lot of attention to the trails and get out and groom them several times a week. It really makes a difference and the skiers are just super appreciative. And how many miles of trails are you talking about? It's an interesting system. We have one large loop that's uh, 12 kilometers, so that's about seven miles. And that's a wider skate lane with a classic track on the side. We have another classic only trail that's also 12 kilometers. So that's just a single track classic, kind of a throwback to the early days of cross-country skiing. But it's become more and more popular. For one reason, there really aren't many trails like that anymore. It offers a a unique experience, has a lot of the hills, ups and downs, a really remote feel to it. We also groom another six kilometers of a skate classic trail trail that ventures out further into the county forest. It utilizes some of the abandoned trails from Telemark that are on the county land and parts of the old Cordelope at race course and cooperation with some private landowners to make some loops and add um, almost six and a half additional kilometers to our trail system. So we have close to 30 kilometers of groomed trails just in the north end system. But the really nice part of it too is it interconnects with the American Berkebiner Trail and the uh, Berkey Classic Trail. So there's probably another 10 kilometers of trail. If you know your way around, you could really just loop together all kinds of combinations and keep skiing for a good part of the day. Now, you have a big race coming up on, what is it, February 11th? Tell us about that. Yeah, February 11th is our annual North End Classic Race. It's a classic-only technique race, which is the traditional diagonal stride form of skiing where you ski in the prepared track. And we've been doing it probably 16 or 17 years now. It, It functions as a fundraiser for club and instrumental in allowing us to maintain and groom the trails as well as major purchases of grooming equipment. We get about 200 to 225 racers every year. It's run right on our North End Trail system. It's a 25 kilometers or we also have a shorter 12 and a half kilometer race and basically it runs on our ski loop so one lap for the 12 and a half and two laps for the uh, 25. In addition to that, a race for the kids that starts right after our main race. We call it the Cookie Classics. It's a free entry for the kids, and there's really no uh, special awards. It's not even timed, but every kid in the race gets a bag of cookies on a nice ribbon and that gets put around their neck at the finish. It's quite fun to see these guys go. How old are the kids? They're anywhere from three years old or even younger up to uh, 13, 14. Oh, wow. That's so cute. Yeah, I like to see little three-year-olds on the slopes. (laughs) You know, Mary talked about fat bike riding in our first segment. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to have you switch hats right now, Ron. You're also the executive director of the Shawabagan Area Mountain Bike Association, or CAMBA. What is this organization about? Well, CAMBA's been around for about 25 years, and we are sort of the primary mountain bike advocacy organization in this part of the state. We were responsible for developing some of the first uh, mapped and marked mountain bike trails in the region uh, at a time when there really, you know, there wasn't much in the way of trails where people could go out and find their way around with, without getting 
lost. We've grown over the years from just utilizing existing routes in the forest, you know, old woods roads and ski trails and snowshoe trails and even snowmobile trails that were just organized into a, a system of trails to building more purpose-built mountain bike trails. And by that, we mean they're specifically built for mountain biking and they're built to certain standards and specifications to make sustainable and fun trails for mountain biking. Right now, you know, we've been building new trails for, I think, since almost 1999 or 2000. And we're almost built out to the point where we probably won't be building too much more in the way of new single track. We'll be ending up with about 125 miles of single track trails plus Wow. At least that much more in other routes that are not as technical, routes that are based on two-track roads and other um, old dirt or gravel roads through the area. Those are fun to ride, too, because they provide connecting links between the trails, and they give people who may not have the skills or the experience to ride single track an opportunity. And just to define what single track yeah, is. Yeah, I was going to uh, ask you that. It's a trail that uses natural surface dirt, and it's generally just dug out of the hills in the, the forest. It, we, it's a path that's about 18 to 24 inches wide. We try to utilize terrain that isn't too steep, yet still fun. And we use techniques to build the trails that allow the water, rainwater, to shed off of the trail so that so it doesn't encourage erosion. And when they're designed and located and built properly, they are relatively low maintenance trails and, and they do sustain over time. So as the expert, how do you rate those trails? Well, you know, I'm biased, of course, but... Um, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> we, we, we do think we have some of the best trails in, in the region and in the country. We were designated as an IMBA ride center. The International Mountain Bike Association gave us that rating a few years ago. The one thing that we have that a lot of areas don't have is the fact that we have just almost an endless amount of interconnected trails. So you can literally ride from the Namakagan area um, east of Cable into Cable, go south and work your way into Sawyer County and end up in Hayward all on one of our single track trails. It's literally probably the longest uninterrupted single track you're going to find east of the Rockies. Wow. Mary, it sounded like you wanted to say something as well. I was actually just going to ask about that rating because I knew that they had received that designation from IMBA, which is a pretty big deal. And, and it really is an amazing system. We can't brag enough about it. I have to just say on behalf of the county, it's been really nice that our county forestry and parks department has been open to these sorts of partnerships and uh, working with the volunteer groups out there to develop and maintain the excellent level of trail systems that we have here in Bayfield County. So I wanted to just thank Ron for all of his help that he's been with all of these different sports. Yeah. Well, certainly. We enjoy what we're doing. We take a lot of pride in it. As Mary said, the county and almost all the land managers that we've worked with have been extremely cooperative. And that's a big part of our success is that we've had access to a lot of excellent public land to uh, build trails. And not every club or organization has that. We're quite grateful to the county, county forestry, national forest, and other landowners. Well, and I'm sure Bayfield County is really happy to have a guy like you on their side too, because you put a lot of work and passion into this. Anyways, thanks so much for being on today, Ron. We, we really appreciate it. My pleasure. And coming up next, Mary is going to tell us about a story map that combines all of the trails, like the ones Ron was talking about, and information into one map and we'll give you a preview of what's going to happen in March, so stay with us. Nestled in the Northwoods with a million-dollar view, a year-round feast of outdoor adventures awaits at Spot Supper Club and Resort in 
Iron River. If you have a hunger for adventure or great food, this resort is for you. Reel in enormous fish on the Pike Chain of Lakes, snowmobile through gorgeous landscape, or hike through lush nature trails. For some delicious eats, visit our restaurant and deck dining overlooking Lake Millicent for fresh fish and a friendly atmosphere. Afterward, head back to your fully equipped cabin and soak in the simple life. Find the Spot Supper Club and Resort on Facebook for the latest specials, photos, and more. Winfield Inn and Gardens is the perfect place to stay during your next Bayfield County family vacation. The Winfield Inn and Gardens offers guests breathtaking flower gardens, a spectacular view of Lake Superior, and all the nearby attractions and events in Bayfield. Winfield Inn and Gardens has a wide range of lodging choices, from rooms at the Inn on Lake Superior, four-bedroom studio condos, two- to four-bedroom private homes, and everything in between. So if you're looking for cabins in the woods or homes and condos with views of the Apostle Islands, Winfield Inn offers lodging for couples looking for a romantic getaway or families just looking to head out for a vacation. Winfield Inn has just what you need. Visit Winfield Inn and Gardens online at winfieldinn.com. Mary and I are back, and let's get an update on the ice caves, Mary. What are the chances that they're going to be really great to see this year? Well, they're great to see, but it's a matter of whether you can see them from out on frozen Lake Superior or from the mainland trail up above looking down at them. So uh, as far as the ice on the big lake goes, it was looking pretty good there with our temperatures. But yeah, it was, it was cold it was a, there. It was a lot of pack ice. That means it gets blown in and kind of layered on top of each other. And so it wasn't ideal for walking on, even though the thickness was pretty good at one point. Then all of a sudden, as happens occasionally, you get a the ice, it blew out. No, the temperatures were fine still, but the, the wind and waves, literally overnight, the ice was gone. And huh. so How does that, that happen? It happens fairly often and until the ice is good enough and locked in to a certain point where it doesn't blow out as easily and it had not gotten to that point yet. I guess annually the pack ice normally does blow out and then the good ice starts to form. And so don't give up hope yet. We still have lots of time and cold temperatures left to see if the good ice now will form and be solid and stable enough to eventually get out and view the caves. So stay tuned because the Park Service does go out once the ice starts to form and checks it very frequently. And they have updates just about daily on their Facebook page, the Apostle Islands National Lakeshore Facebook page. Be sure that you're looking at the official one with the symbol for the Park Service on it on Facebook to get those official reports from the National Park Service. All right, that's great. Well, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that spectators will be able to walk on water this year. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's turn to this new story map that's available. What's in it and where can people get it? Sure. As with all of our information, you can get it at travelbayfieldcounty.com and we have a button right on the landing page when you go to that website that is for the story map. And it's everything all in one map now. So it's easy to use. It's just one button for play, eat, and stay. And literally it has those three categories. And then within each of those categories are all the different tabs across the top for all the different types of things within that category. And then what you're looking at is actually a map of Bayfield County. And then all those points show up on the map. So say, for example, you're looking for lodging and you're looking for a hotel. You click on the 
hotel tab within uh, the stay part of the map and it'll show you all those points on the map and then it also has everything at the bottom alphabetically with the picture. So you can either search for it by where you're going to be staying on the map or you can just browse through for the one you're looking for in particular and pull up that listing. It'll give you a photo of that hotel. It'll give you a little information and then a link to the website. And so it's just an amazing tool and resource to be able to communicate and to be able to tie it all into one easy to use map is just, I'm so excited about it. Yeah, that's very exciting. And the three categories, again, are eat, play, sleep. Uh, Yeah. And we call it stay, I think. Oh, Uh, but but sleep would make sense. Eat, play, stay. Both ways make sense. (laughs) (laughs) And when you're up there having so much fun, who wants to sleep anyway? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but a place to put your head, and, and uh, we have lots of those. We actually added a new category of lodging. We invented it. It's called Adventure Lodging. Maybe we didn't invent it, but it sounded like a new thing. And that's where we have our yurts that the county owns, as well as another privately owned yurt. And then some people are renting out their boats on Airbnb. So those are listed under there. And, you know, we list wilderness camping, of course, as one of those options, too, in our Adventure Lodging category. But you don't have to be that adventurous. We do have lots of other traditional types of lodging. We just don't have a lot of chain hotels in Bayfield County. And so we really wanted a way to highlight all the really awesome lodging options that we have. So this is a tool that's going to help us do that. Yeah, and that's great to have. And I have nothing bad to say about chain hotels. They're wonderful, but it is kind of nice to go to someplace different and try something different. Exactly. And then let's talk about March. Uh, Sure. In March, we're actually going to talk about the Frog Bay Tribal National Park up in Redcliffe, which is a beautiful, relatively new national park that was designated just a couple years ago. And it has some walking trails, beautiful views of Lake Superior and some of the Apostle Islands. And it's just an amazing place. And it's right along the Wisconsin Lake Superior scenic byway and lots of fun to be had up that way. And it's the first of its kind in the country, so we'll find out what that's all about next month. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Mary. And to everyone listening, if you like what you've heard, we'd love to have you share, review, and subscribe to Bayfield County Wild. And if you'd like more information, we'll have all the links and resources for today's episode in our show notes. On behalf of Mary and myself, thank you so much for listening to Bayfield County Wild. Bye-bye.